This is RangerCast, episode 13, previewing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always, recorded on Sunday, April 2nd, 2023. In this episode, Amy Jo Johnson dishes on her upcoming comics, a dub for Ultraman Z, and some good old-fashioned April foolery. Alright, you're listening to RangerCast, as always, I'm Tyler, better known as the old Volto, and I am joined by Lamar. Hey everyone, happy to be here. And uh, coming up, we've got to talk about the trailer for the 30th anniversary special that, like Clockwork, like a suggestion of the show, uh, last episode dropped almost immediately after our previous episode published. Uh, also, since uh, we've been gone, I was at Zenkai Con staffing. There were no Zenkai Jer cosplayers, but there were a couple of Ranger cosplayers. You can catch photos of them on our socials. And it is also, as we record this, April 2nd. So there are some April Fool's pranks going around. <laughs> Legacy Wars uh, announced uh, the Z-Putty. Uh, the, the, all these fake attacks. No trailers. So it's obviously fake. But, uh, it, you know, don't don't tempt me. Uh, I, I'd Which is too Z-Putty. bad. Yeah, I mean, a Z-Putty would be fun. Like, hey, yeah. I've got a, a Z-Putty Lightning Collection figure. They're, they're neat. Yeah, yeah, maybe give us some, like... Quantrons and Stingwingers. We need more mooks in that game. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. The, uh, and the official YouTube account um, posted a reversioned, reversioned episode of Day of the Dumpster that was actually just straight up Day of the Dumpster as it aired in 93, which uh, is hilarious. It's a nice little um, play on the, the fan discussions of, the, you know, back when that was... Uh, airing in 2010 in that brief period before Saban bought the franchise back. I mean, hey, it's only so inaccurate, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh like with all those uh George Lucas versions of the uh the old Star Wars movies. At this point, we're you know, we're just looping right on back. And uh also in comic news, uh, Amy Jo Johnson announced um or let's slip a mm, couple year couple years ago in 2021 that she was working on her own Power Rangers comic book series, but it was more officially announced this past week in Variety. Uh, she said she got the idea for the series in 2020 at the height of the COVID pandemic, and uh, she's been working on it with her boyfriend, director Matt Hodson. She told Variety that it sprang to mind without any thought of the fact that the 30th was coming up. She said that her comics would be different per, uh, from the original show, quote, in the sense that it's my version. And to prepare, she went back and watched the original episodes of MMPR for the first time since shooting them. And she's worked with Boom Studios before. She wrote the foreword to the Money Morphin Power Rangers Pink miniseries. Right. And uh, she also elaborated on a tweet uh, from that's since been deleted from earlier in the week where she said that money contrary to what fans were going on about was not the reason she turned down the opportunity to appear in the special. Rather, it's the fact that, you know, a bunch of reasons like she's got all kinds of other stuff to do, writing, directing. It's a long time to spend in New Zealand and, um, suggested maybe she didn't want to have to slip into spandex again. Had that been required? But good for her that she's uh, still staying close to the franchise, despite not being able to be part of the special. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I totally get um, her her thinking on that. Like, I, I have to be honest. This is kind of like you know, if you're after you're big and successful and you made it, and like going back to your old high school job, like that that wouldn't uh, be as as endearing. So, like, I understand you know not having as much time um, for something that would be on a smaller scale. Um, as opposed to, I mean, you know, we'd covered here on this show earlier that like, she's got some really big stuff going in the works. Yeah. She's busy and like, she's had a pretty fruitful post Power Rangers career Mm -hmm. and, uh, she's done really well for, for herself. And, you know, it's hard to begrudge somebody for not wanting to spend a month in New Zealand as pretty as it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Agree to disagree. I would love to spend a month in New Zealand, but well, I mean, not uh, when no, you got I, other I, stuff to do stateside. But yeah, exactly. Or yeah, she's she's in Canada now. You whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. And in other comics news, Boom Studios put up another Kickstarter. It's really just a thinly veiled pre-order for these uh, 30th anniversary hardcovers of Power Rangers Archives books one and two. And Power Rangers Lost Chronicles book one. All three are available individually uh, $400 or a $275 pledge for all three. And if you've really got some money to burn, you can get a Angel Grove High Letterman jacket or uh, get these sets signed by Amy Jo Johnson, Karen Ashley, and Steve Cardenas. And you can also pick up two recently released GoGo Power Rangers Deluxe Edition hardcover signed by David Yost and Walter Jones. Now, Archives Book 1 came out some time ago. It uh, had a bunch of old Marvel and other comics from back in the day. Uh, going through most of the mostly Mighty Morphin years, actually. I think exclusively Mighty Morphin years. Book 2 includes old comics running straight up into Megaforce. I mean, that's a lot of money. And if I want them, I, I can just go to the comic shop and get them. Right. You know, it's a lot, or, of, a lot of money to tie up, you know, this far ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was looking and I was like, oh, the varsity jacket's cool. I might look into Nope, cannot afford that. Um, you know, it's, I understand that, like, the idea is you're trying to sell to, you know, um, big fans, fans who are, you know, older. And so, you know, this isn't to like, you know, the the usual target demographic, but still it is it is a lot of money, especially for comics we had already seen, um, you know, and probably like if you're a fan, you you already have these comics in at least one format. Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, you don't have them in this format. It's like buying like the white album again. And, you know, there there's like. Like the exclusivity of the versions of the hardcovers that are going to be on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, 275 plus tax, like 300 bucks, that's a lot of money to put down for something that isn't coming out until next year. Exactly. Um, and, you know, again, it, it, even if it is like, even if it was totally original, um, like, and it, it's something you want. Like, I'm not going to begrudge anyone who wants it, certainly. But um, it, it's just not something that, like, I think most fans are going to be able to, to 
pull off, um, you know, with our, our current incomes and with inflation and everything. Okay, and moving to Japan, the uh, Toy Tokusatsu Fan Club, uh, the streaming service run by Toy, I believe that's what the acronym stands for, they are starting to upload the Japanese dubbed version of Power Rangers in Space. One to four, or episodes one to four, I should say, were released on March 29th, and four more episodes will be added each Thursday. And the uh, response in the replies to the tweet from Toy, uh, the responses from Japanese fans are kind of fun, like, looking forward to seeing the Ninja Turtles crossover dubbed. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, hey, yeah. it's 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 definitely it's a fun situation. Like, I, I I can't even imagine, you know, because it's going through so many different layers of of re-release. You know, it's it's a American adaptation of a Japanese product, but it's a Japanese translation of an American. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so many layers. I'd have to imagine it's actually um, rather novel for them. Uh, yeah. be, you know, for the, the Sentai fans to be able to see kind of, okay, what are they doing with our stuff? Like, I'd actually be really interested to see what would a dubbed version of, you know, a, a Power Rangers season of a Sentai season be like, and how would it compare to, you know, what we're familiar with as, as Power Rangers? Yeah. I mean, going through the Twitter replies, there's varying degrees of familiarity with the, with the series, with the show. Uh, some love for the uh, for the theme. Apparently, space was already dubbed there. It was on VHS, so it's been huh. hanging around a while. But I, I think space is probably interesting for Japanese fans because it's so 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 different from Mega Ranger. Mm-hmm. Mega Ranger was a video game themed Sentai, and the Power Rangers side, because they were going to get canceled anyway, uh, decided, screw it, let's do space. Yeah, no, I had um, done a little bit of research into to Mega Ranger, just mostly as like, okay, so what was the source footage actually like? Um, and yeah, it's, it's totally different. You know, some seasons are a lot closer to the original series, like SPD or Time Force or Samurai, you know, to varying degrees of success. But then other seasons, like, you know, In Space or Lost Galaxy are total departures. And so I'd have to imagine that that's, you know, quite the novelty for, you know, the, the Japanese fans. And also, moving on from American content dubbed Japanese to Japanese content dubbed in English, the English dub of Ultraman Z will be released on YouTube and Ultraman Connection on April 8th. Like the English dub version of Shin Ultraman, the English dub of Ultraman Z, Ultraman Z, I should say, was produced by Okraton 5000, which is run by Chris Sabat. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they produced Shin Ultraman. I think Chris Sabat was in Shin Ultraman as well. Matt Shipman was in that as well. He's in this. Um, Zeno Robinson will be playing Haruki. Uh, Matt Shipman will be adapting it. Uh, Mick Lauer will be playing Hebikura. Mallory Rodak will pl be playing Yoko. Macy Ann Johnson will be Yuka. And Chris Sabat will also be narrating it. And 
uh, Connie Golden will be voiced by Brittany Lauda, who's also the casting uh, the casting director and line producer. And uh, the first episode will be released Saturday, April 8th at 11 p.m. JST. And new episodes will be released every Saturday and Sunday at 11 p.m. JST. Now, Ultraman Z premiered in 2020. And I'm not really like that well-versed in Ultraman, but there's a trailer and it looks pretty cool. I still need to watch the anime, too. Yeah, no, I, I have to admit Ultraman is not an area that I'm as versed in. But, I mean, Chris Sabat's, you know, just a legendary uh, figure in voice work, especially, you know, in dubbing and anime to, uh, or, you know, anime for American audiences. That actually, just his involvement has me really interested. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, this might go from a, eh, maybe later to a, yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I mean, there are several voice actors who have studios of their side hustle or directors of side hustle, like Stephanie Shea and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Sinter Nicholas. And, um, you know, it's one way to stay busy when Crunchyroll isn't come calling. And right. also, yeah, and also one, one other thing before we go to break, it's our subreddit spotlight, which I forgot to do last time because I was fighting a cold. The user Ken Diesel 937 posted the children's adaptation of the movie of the original movie 1995 uses the wrong Megazord photos and it's a photo of the cover and a photo of uh, an inside page that has a a picture of the Shogun Megazord from the show and then the sword finisher again from the show Uh, oops yeah, I mean, let's be honest. This isn't exactly the biggest surprise. Um, you know, there's. Uh, it was very much, especially in the early days and in, in the early '90s. You know, it was um, uh, do it as quick as you can, as cheap as you can, with as little effort as possible. Um, that's a story that, of that CGI. Yeah, which is too bad because again, like we all loved it as kids, but like we could. You can definitely tell rewatching some seasons when you're older um, got a lot more effort put into them than others. Like I'm spitballing. Maybe the reason why the photos are wrong is just because when they were putting it out of this book, the CGI wasn't done yet. So somebody <laughs> at Saban or Fox just said, here you go. If I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, I could see that being very possible. Um, you know, it, it's amazing they even made a movie to begin with, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking all about that awesome trailer for Once and Always. Kenny, I'm starting a podcast. Recruit me and co-host with Attitude. What the heck? I thought we put that teleporter in storage. Uh, Michael? Next time you want me on Kaiju Weekly, tell Jimmy to... Drop the act, Nathan. This is not the Monster Island Film Vault. Okay, fine. But what's going on? I'm having you join me on The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. It's a podcast version of the article series I'm writing for Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Oh, interesting. We'll spend a year analyzing the Power Rangers franchise, dedicating an episode to each season and movie. 
Ah, I see. So we'll be doing an overview and talking about them in broad strokes. Exactly. We'll discuss Ranger teams, the villains, the theme songs, and so much more. Can we give out final words for stuff like the best fight scene and the craziest moments like I do on Henshin, then? You bet. More phenomenal. When do we start? We drop episodes every two weeks starting Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. You know what that means, Michael. It's Morphin' Time. My nephew liked the Power Rangers, and I did this on his birthday where he had all his friends around. They were like, Green Ranger? I said, let me show you the real Sentai. I'm going to show you the episode where Green Ranger actually died. And they were sitting there looking. A couple kids start crying like, no, Green Ranger can't be daddy. And the parents were like, what are you showing our kids? The Anime World Order podcast. Not suitable for children because the truth hurts. Visit us online at www.animeworldorder.com. And we are back now, as I mentioned at the top, a couple days after we dropped our previous episode. The teaser for the 30th anniversary special finally dropped, and people were pouring over it like it was the Zapruder film. And <laughs> really, everything that that I saw in the trailer, everything that eagle-eyed fans caught, this seems like it's going to be a love letter to the show and its fans. Which is honestly something I, I'd say we could use. You know, this is, it, it's been a rough year for Power Rangers fans um, in more ways than one. You know, I, I, I think a nice, you know, uh, a gift to the fan base is, is really going to be appreciated. Yeah, and you know there were questions in the days before the trailer dropped how they would handle training, and we got right. an answer pretty quickly. It appears you know trailers can lie, mm -hmm. but it appears that that Trini dies saving Billy, mm -hmm. which which I mean that's that's a really fitting end for her character. I'd say, um, yeah. I think bands need to like, I think that just writing Trini off with a line wouldn't have done her justice. I think, I think a heroic death was the most would if again, the trailer isn't lying to us and there's a direct line that says Rita, like Min says Rita killed mom. But I think it, it's a bold move, but I think it's mm -hmm. the right move. And how that propels not just Min, but Billy as well. And again, the shot selection of the trailer leads me to believe that the, sh that the special, I should say, will tidally explain the absence of Jason, Kim, and Tommy by having them be the first Rangers Rita captures. Yeah, I definitely that. heard that. I mean, that's, I, I'd say that's a good way to kind of address that. I'd also be really curious to see how they address like, okay, why have they been active for 30 plus years? And we're just now seeing like one story. Well, there, to quote Gose, there's a simple explanation for that. <laughs> I'm not being cute. In Dino Fury, 
uh, I guess folks cover your ears if you haven't finished Dino Fury. Uh, the Green Morphin Master, Master Green, he has been covertly helping Rangers over the years. And do you remember Le Legendary Battle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do you think all those Rangers got there and got their powers back? Um, so for some of them, I knew that like, you know, they never lost their power sets, you know, right, like, but the no, no, I mean, I mean but she, she hooked up the ones who lost their powers. Okay. Yeah. So they've had their powers for a while now as for why Jason had his power coin before that in, uh, forever red. That could be explained by the fact that you go back and watch that scene, the power transfer. There are two sets of red, yellow, and black rangers. Mm -hmm. But basically, Master Green is the simple explanation for that. Whenever something whack like that happens in Power Rangers history. Okay. Well, that's good to know, for sure. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm admitting my ignorance when I we haven't gotten as uh, recent in our, our Power Rangers and my house were, oh gosh, which one are we on? Uh, um, we, we still haven't finished Beast Morphers yet, although we're going to be finishing that one soon. I'm sorry to have spoiled some Dino Fury for you, but I had to do it. Hey, don't even worry about it. I am not the target audience. You know, I am, I'm the, the co-host, so I, sh I should have been doing this. This is my research I should have been doing, I admit. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how much Dino Fury you really need to know for the special. So there's mm -hmm. that. Now, something also, something else that I found really interesting they did was they rebuilt the Juice Bar set. There's a video from Catherine, Catherine Sutherland posted on Instagram, a video of the set. You know, a bit of the trailer looks a little confined, like all they built were just a few walls. But no, they match the paint, everything. It looks just like... Uh, just like you stepped back into the '90s, it looks fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm impressed with the attention to detail for sure. Especially given you know what limited archive material you imagine they had to work with. Yeah, I mean, even if you're going off the the show, like <laughs> uh, that was not exactly HD uh, footage they were filming with. That's right, and the implication, like the juice bar lived multiple lives. Mm -hmm. The implication is that Rita, like Rita said, she's going to go back in time and kill the Rangers before Zordon ever gave them the powers. And the Rangers, I, I presume, would have to follow her back in time. And you wonder what else, what other familiar faces they might encounter. I'm just spitballing. I know that... Like, because they film New Zealand, we tend to at least have an idea when someone is new in New Zealand. It's kind of like how Doctor Who, nobody just goes to Cardiff. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's true. Um, I, I guess also they could probably play uh, some time travel shenanigans with that and, you know, maybe try and splice some footage like they did with um, that Deep Space Nine episode. Um, you know, have the, the characters see their older self or younger selves. I mean, it's possible, but because the masters that they have on hand are not in, are not complete, I'm not sure how possible that is. And they've always, whenever they've used that old footage in recent years, it's always on a screen that somebody's looking at 
because they're not mm-hmm. gonna, like if, if you try to blow that up to HD, it'll look like garbage. Right. So I'm not sure how likely that is unless they're using some really old school Power Rangers style tricks like body doubles and Wendy Lee and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, but, that I, yeah. I don't know, but like, and this is something that I've just been spitballing just now, but I we all? wouldn't entirely put it past them to try something like that. Yeah, and that does kind of lead me to like an uncomfortable question for the scene that depicts Trini, she can't just pantomime. Yeah. What do they do? Um, well, certainly do not hire the people who they had for the first time trying to cover over uh, Trini, Zach, and Jason. That was that was not an amazing job. Zordon, we can't go to the peace conference. Not now. Yeah, that was that was just rough on so many levels. Um, and of course, like for me as a kid, like you you know, but like your your kid brain is somehow able to like maybe it's possible. You know, watching it with my my wife, who was seeing it as an adult for the first time, is like this is awful. Um, you know, there's you could definitely tell that they were not doing their best work, which is too bad because again, like it's not that hard to try and like get close to their voices or just use archival footage. Or, like, archival recordings. I mean, my goodness, they had made 80 episodes by that point. But I think the special, from what we've seen, it it seems to successfully thread the needle between looking like something made in the 21st century Mm -hmm. and feeling like Power Rangers. Or feeling like Mighty Morphin, feeling like what we know and love. And honoring what that show felt like, which that's a, a difficult bar to meet considering that the writers and producers of the show don't have the same experience of growing up with the show and being around the fandom mm-hmm. because the show was off the air there for so long. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the um, fact that they nailed it, or the fact that, I don't want to speak prematurely, the fact that this trailer is resonating not just among fans, but outside the fandom, that people are so excited to see this, I think that it it gives me a really great feeling. Yeah, no, it, it's clear that this is not just for the fans, but it's by the fans. Um, and that's always a huge uh, boost to the credibility of any program um, if they can show that, like, look, no, the people who are on this actually care. Because um, we we haven't always gotten that in Power Rangers. Um, and And so to be able to see this, especially for what might be one of the last of the, like, big anniversary stuff. Now, I mean, they're always going to do anniversary stuff, but, like, you know, you, as we were saying before we started, like this might be the last time we see some of these actors portray their characters. Um, it's a minor miracle that there that was we got, we more got. effort than they needed to going in is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. And 
I think finally Simon Bennett needs to log off. Like probably just for the sake of his own sanity. He's been he's been getting replies and responding to replies from fans who don't realize what his job is and isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, about why the special isn't going to be on, on home media, which is not his not his purview. Or, you know, why why it doesn't look so great on their TV and he just says which is really all he can say, get a better like, you know, it looks great on a nice system. Like talking about how it's shot in six K and, you know, released in four K. like he I know he doesn't really need people to go to go to bat for him like this. Because he's a big he's a big guy. He can take it. Um but he doesn't really like people don't understand really what is like what his job is. Mm-hmm. And people and I, I I know that he's talked about how this is how he's always been around other shows that he's made, other things he's worked on, like Outrageous Fortune and all of that. Sion's too. But like I like I can't help but just feel bad for the guy, you know, taking all his incoming, but then like responding. Um which only like leads to more silly questions. But it is nice to still get some, you know, good questions, good answers that, you know, offer a little like look behind the scenes or his photos of monsters that people again, you know, dissect as they want to do to to identify random Q Ranger uh, monsters in the background, but like there are the occasional nuggets that uh, that he does drop, like the fact that the special was delivered mid February, and that Cosmic Fury will be in post until late July, and the reason why you know it's delivered late February and it's not out till April, because Netflix has to do all the dubbing and subtitles for the other audiences. Uh, but it's really, really cool to um, to get these details. But at the same time, you know, you wonder. Like I just, I just feel bad for like you know seeing him having to respond to these people on Twitter asking the same questions ten times over. Yeah, no, I I get that. Um, it, social media is honestly it, it's a double edged sword. There's definitely good aspects to it. But at the same time, like, if you've got a really serious job, I would say, you know, don't uh, use the, the official social media. Have somebody look it over first. Don't just start sending out whatever pops into your mind. Yeah. He said a few days ago, he's, quote, pretty resilient, but also said he's going to start blocking people at this point since people are projecting stuff onto, onto him that is, quote, frankly offensive. That might be true. I, you know, but at the same time, like, you, you got to re- recognize the bear that you're dealing with. Like, social media is, can be a really rough place. Yeah. Um, and I, like, yeah, but I understand, you know, why people want physical media, but that's not the guy to, like, it's a question for his boss's boss. And yeah. I'm not sure if the, you know, Lionsgate contract still matters. 
or if it's still mm -hmm. a thing. I know they haven't really been putting anything out. But, like, physical media is not the cash cow that it used to be. I think Matt Damon talked about this uh, a while back uh, on Hot Ones, how, like, a movie like Dead Poet Society could get made in the 90s, uh, not make a bunch, not make a whole lot of money at the box office, then make back its budget on home video, but that market isn't there anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, and also, like, I get it. I, I mean, heck, I would love a home media release. VHS would be funny, but I, I get that, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, the economies are different now. And just what people are willing to pay for is different as well. You know, like you were saying, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a different economical situation. But also, we don't know exactly how much work they're they're putting into this or even why they're making if are they making this you know to try and kind of start a new spin-off or something are they making this to try and in um you know boost up sales of what they already have for mighty Morphin power rangers we don't know and the whole thing might be they're just making this to to make it so that way they get free publicity i don't know but you know, I would love a home media release as much as everyone else, but definitely do not harass people over the internet for that or anything really. Like, and I, yeah, and I, but I think you know, to be honest, I, I think I think for fans, you know, they gotta you know ask themselves like you know, if you had to choose between getting Blu-rays on the back end or getting the show released simultaneously worldwide all at once on the front end, you know, I, I know which one I would pick. Oh, I have absolutely. Way too, I have way too many Blu-rays. I, I never get around to watching. No, no. And I mean, they can do a home release without doing a, like a physical copy release as well. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of digital copies on, I mean, my goodness, you could get every season up until Beast Morphers um, on Amazon for like 20 bucks a season. So yeah, there's, there's home media options available. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I feel bad for the people who don't want to, you know, spend the money on Netflix, but it's not like it's the only thing on Netflix. Yeah. And I mean, like, for example, I don't have a Netflix, but my wife and I were going to get a, uh, a Netflix subscription for this month just to kind of watch it. And then we'll, Probably we'll wait to see because I mean they are going to make a home release. Let's be honest, they're they're going to make a home release version at some point because that's extra money. Um, unless you know Netflix. I'm not sure. I think the Netflix deal might preclude that. Okay. Like, you know, if you go, you watch the credits for, especially or rather the back half of Dino Fury. It says a Netflix original series. And now you can always strip that out the way that Disney did when they moved the Defender shows to Disney Plus. So, mm -hmm. but but we don't know the particulars of Entertainment One or Hasbro's deal with Netflix as to Power Rangers or anything else. Right, you know, and and things can always change. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean. That's I, I I don't want to 
spend the whole time speculating on money moves that they might do at some point. Um, but, you know, I, I would say hope is not lost at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, uh, Lamar, what are you looking forward to most about the special? Honestly, I'm, I'm just looking forward to one more episode of the show that made me love, you know, being a kid that, you know, I, I still love to this day. And an opportunity to, you know, ex- introduce my son to it and to, um, you know, also have something to talk with the, uh, the celebrities at Ranger Con over. Uh, or, uh, sorry, at Ranger Stop. Um, because, you know, that's most of the, the people who are starring in the special are going to be at Ranger Stop this year. So I'm absolutely excited for that. I'm looking forward to, kind of like I, I mentioned earlier, the way that it straddles being something new with something old like in the trailer there like you could even see the the weird puffy collars that used to be common in american footage mm-hmm. and i'm really looking forward to seeing to seeing how it straddles that line while also of course giving these rangers their victory lap and i'm really really looking forward to that absolutely and getting their due you know i mean Walter and Zach, or sorry, Walter and uh, David, they haven't returned since they originally left, and you know they didn't leave on good terms. Giving them one more opportunity to to shine with the characters that made them famous—that's that's really nice. Yeah, especially David. He he deserves mm-hmm. it after after this long, strange journey. Mm-hmm. So we're going to call it a night and we will see you next time in a ranger cast. And remember if you or someone, you know, is in crisis call or text nine, eight, eight or visit nine, eight, eight lifeline.org. Have a great one, everyone. If you like, we just heard find us at rangercast.net or look us up in your favorite podcast app. Reach out to us on Twitter or leave a voicemail on our website. The opening theme is by Daniel Park. The Any Theme is by me. RangerCast is distributed to under Creative Commons license. A tribute and share alike.